0: All right, take your Bibles tonight, turn to Psalm 121, Psalm 121. You may remain seated tonight, we're not going to have a scripture reading this evening. A little bit of a different message tonight, and going to be taking a stroll through Psalm 121. And in 2023, as there are times in our life that we need to just learn to lean on the Lord, amen? We don't have the strength to get through it, whether it be illness, whether it be loss, tragedy, or trial and hardship, the one we need to lean on is the Lord, amen? We need to lean on Him, and tonight that's what we're going to be looking at, Psalm 121. And as we look at Psalm 121, you'll see at the top in the subtitle there, uh, well, the title is, God neither slumbers nor sleeps, but it says, A Song of Degrees, you'll see that in your Bible, maybe you've wondered what that is. Psalm one, Psalms 120 through 134 are known as songs of degrees or songs of ascent, And traditionally, these were sung by those journeying to Jerusalem and descending Mount Zion or even the steps of the temple, and that they would sing these aloud. And I don't know about you, I've always wondered what those songs sound like. Amen. Uh, we know the words, but we don't know the tunes anymore, but we know they sang them. Uh, and we know that they did this as worship to the Lord, a reminding And that's what the Psalms many times are, reminding ourselves who God is, because it's so easy to lose sight of who God is in the midst of trial, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of discouraging times, amen. We live in discouraging times, but we can be encouraged in the Lord, amen. Don't base your happiness on what's going on in the world outside. You're going to be sorely disappointed. Amen. We can be happier when someone's president or someone's not president. You know, we can be happy and joyful in the Lord every day, even in the midst of trial, have that peace and joy that only he can give if we learn to lean on him tonight. But what do we need to lean on him for? Well, look at verses 1 and 2 tonight. Psalm 121, a very short psalm, only eight verses long. But how do we... Learn to lean. So tonight's message entitled, Learning to Lean. We'll begin in verse number one. We're going to read through the entire psalm, and then we're going to step through it verse by verse. Verse one, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. So let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will bless the message this evening and that you would be with us this evening. Lord, we need to lean on you. We can lean to our own understanding. We can lean to our own strength. I pray that we will learn to instinctively lean on you tonight for strength. For you give it, dear Lord. And we're so thankful for we're such a needy people. And I pray that you would teach us tonight and remind us, Lord, who we need to lean on this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Have there ever been times that you've been weary? that you have just been tired, not only physically, but tired of the circumstances of life, tired of what's going on, tired of the trial that at times we find ourselves in. It's not a matter if, if a trial will take place in our life, it is when, amen. And some people are going through trials right now. Some people are in the time of peace and rest, amen. Enjoy it while you're there, but there will be a time of trial to come. What are we to do? How do we lean? How do we learn to do that? Number one tonight, verses one and two, looking up, looking up. You need to look up. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Now, remember, I just said that this was a song of degrees, of that they were journeying to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built on a set of hills. And so as they look to it, they're looking to Jerusalem, not to the city itself, but what is that Jerusalem? the temple, the place of the presence of God, in that they would look to the hills, from whence cometh my help. They were looking to Jerusalem. They were looking to the temple. We see that Daniel prayed towards Jerusalem three times daily. Why? Because he was looking to a symbolic, of obliv- looking to heaven, of looking to the Lord, because he is the one where our help comes from. Amen. We'd all agree with that, I hope. Okay, good. There we go. Okay. <laughs> We're awake tonight, I hope. All right. Because this is, this is, by the way, if you're discouraged tonight, this is something that's going to encourage you. Amen. If, you're going, if you've been through the ringer, amen, look up to the Lord. Don't look at your circumstances. Look away right now. We can be so overwhelmed with what's going on in our life right now. We need to look up. Amen. Look up to the Lord. Look away look in your mind. Focus your mind looking up to the Lord tonight. The hills, the place of strength. The heavens are the hills of those that walk with God. And we see in verse number two, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Our help doesn't come from one who is immortal like we are. It doesn't come from the neighbor. It doesn't come from a friend, though they can be encouraging. My help cometh from the Lord. And guess what he did? He made heaven and earth and all that is. He made me, he made the universe, and he is the one that is going to help and deliver. Amen. Amen. He is the one, the all-powerful one, the master of all things. He is the one we look to To lean upon, if anyone we need to lean on, it's the Lord. The of all the people who are the most trustworthy, it is the Lord. The of all that are the most faithful, it is the Lord. For He will never leave us or forsake us. We must lean on Him. We must look up. And the hardest thing to do sometimes is to look up from where we are at. We are overwhelmed. We are pressed down. We. It is the hardest thing to look away from what we believe. We must focus on and to look up. Remember, imagine these pilgrims, those that are coming for the time of Passover, coming for the feast, they are walking up the steps, they are journeying, looking to where the end of our journey and where's the end of our journey? Heaven. The end of the journey will come. This life is just but for a moment. By the way, trials are only for a time, they do end. Amen. And the worst of all trials, the journey to death ends in the glories of heaven. Amen if you're saved tonight if you have trusted jesus christ as your savior that's where you're going but if not there's a much more terrible there's a terrible place that we will go to and that is the place of damnation and torment in hell because of our sin but jesus christ suffered and bled and died so that we may look up out of our circumstances that's the trouble with the world today they don't have anything to look up to that's why they're lost they don't have anything to look up to. All the best thing they have to look up to is maybe some getting a drink or maybe doing this or getting high. That's all they have to look forward to. They do not have peace in their soul. They cannot look up to anything. If anything, they do look up and they accuse God and they proclaim that God is the blame for their troubles. Oh, God wants to deliver them. God wants them to trust him in their time of trial. My help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Don't worry. He can take care of the situation. Isn't that sometimes we worry about, well, can God really take care of it? We worry. We're anxious. Yes, if he made all things and he made the universe and made all that we see, I think he can handle our problems and our trials. Amen. We need to give them over to him, casting all your care upon you. Our care upon him, for he careth for you. So number one, looking up. Number two, let's look at verse three. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth them will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. So number one, looking up, what's the second thing we need to learn to do? We need to keep walking, keep walking. What is it when we encounter a trial? Oh, it's too difficult. We stop. We don't keep going. You know, uh, that's one of the things that, If you've ever been hiking on a mountain, I know hiking in Texas is kind of flat, you have some hills, but if you've been mountain hiking, you know, there are times in the trail that things get pretty steep and you've already tired and. Uh, I'll never forget when I was climbing, this a mountain called Giant Mountain, and, I, and I, I was about a little older than Caleb. I think I was 12 or 13 years old. I mean, this was the biggest mountain in our area, and I've been up some of the other ones, but this one was supposed to be big. And I, I went, we went as far, and it was like straight up, and we kind of got to that, you know, ever been on those mountains that they have kind of that, you know, sloping little side there? And like, oh, we're almost at the top. And it gets you in that pulse and you're, you're hopeful in your heart that maybe this is going to be over. That you can breathe normally again, right? Uh, and that your legs and your feet that are hurting, that yes, this was worth it all. And then you turn the corner and up it goes again. You're like, oh no. I want to go home now. All the things and people, and you know, by the way, if you've never climbed a mountain, yes, it is about the view. Amen. It, it is about the view. But you get up there and you're looking you're like, I don't want to, I don't care about the view anymore. But you know what? People have told me, and I've heard people encourage him on the trail, just keep walking, just don't stop and look, don't think, stop and dwell on it. Isn't that what we do? We like to dwell on it. We like to sit and mull it over, let it overwhelm us. We need to keep walking because God is going to help us. He is going to keep our foot from slipping off the path. Even when we were weary, don't you think these pilgrims were weary when they were walking? They were journeying from all over Israel and going up these hills and walking up and they were weary. You know what? Just keep going. Thy foot will not be moved. They said, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. When we are under pressure, we're tempted to stop. He is the one who keeps us going. Amen. We don't go in our own strength. He is the one who keeps our feet from slipping the lord and who keeps us on the right path look over at proverbs chapter 2 verse number 8 for a moment proverbs chapter 2 verse number 8 i don't have a whole lot of cross references tonight but i do have a few proverbs chapter 2 verse number 8 he keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth preserveth the way of his saints i want to to focus on that for a moment what does the last part say He preserveth the way of his saying. So the devil wants to put trials or wants to put pitfalls, wants to put traps in the way. But if we are walking with God, he is going to maneuver us around. He is not going to allow us to walk into those traps. Because right in the middle of a trial, in the middle of that hill, even though that hill God may have placed in our life, the devil likes to put traps there so that we get stuck there. And then we begin to doubt and then we begin to blame God and then we begin to grumble then we begin to complain and then we say I don't deserve this anyway oh he will not suffer your foot to be moved he is going to keep you going there is still a path ahead even though it seems there isn't one God always has a path moving forward praise God for that even though we maybe don't see it Because we look at things and we say, well, I don't understand how this is going to work out. That's okay. God knows how it's going to work out. We don't need to worry about it. Keep walking. By the way, and just in case you think that, well, yeah, God's going to keep me today, but is he going to keep you? Keep me tomorrow? I'm on the right path today, but what's going to happen in a week from now, a month from now, six months from now, a year from now? What's going to happen? Well, we can be assured, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Nothing gets by God, amen. We we can sleep peacefully knowing he isn't, amen. We'd worry sometimes, well, what's gonna happen in the night? God's in control of all of that. He doesn't sleep, amen. We can be in peace in knowing that we are preserved. Always interesting. Uh, if you've ever read Pilgrim's Progress, there are times that when well, they're on the tri- on the path and they have to sleep, uh, and uh, they they rest in different places, and there's dangers all about them, but you know they go right to sleep. And I think, well, you know what? If I was in that situation, man, I would be awake. I don't know how are they sleeping. You know, I, I don't know about you. I would be one of those. Uh, People that would be just, you know, if there's a lion out there or something, I'm not sleeping. I'm going to see what's going on out there. But you know what? There are so many things the devil is roaring about and prowling about, trying to get us, trying to intimidate us. But you know, we can have peace because God sees him. Amen. God knows he's there. And God's going to protect us. He's going to preserve our steps. He's going to preserve the path that we are on. Amen, and that brings us into the third part, verses 5 and 6. The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. So first, number one is looking up. Number two is keep walking. Number three is keeping safe, keeping safe. Look over at Psalm 32, verses 7 and 8. Psalm 32, verses 7 and 8. The Lord is going to keep us safe. In more ways than one, He's going to keep us safe spiritually. He can keep you safe mentally, keep you safe emotionally, uh, keep you safe physically. Uh, that is from the Lord. Safety is of the Lord. Psalm thirty-two verses seven and eight: "Thou art my hiding place; thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance." By the way, singing is important. Music's important. In this, and not, it's not just something we of uh, platitude we do in church, but music and singing praise to God is an important part. That's why the Psalms are so important. In verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. He's going to be right there. And that he shall preserve me from trouble. Thou art mine hiding place. And in Proverbs 21, 31, the horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety... Is of the Lord. That's why before we take any trip in our car, we ought to pray. Amen. Uh, when Brother Sinski was here, we got in the car, we were going out to lunch. He says, oh, let's pray for safety. Every time, I forgot that in college that every single time he moves his vehicle, he prays for safety. Amen. I got convicted. I said, I, <laughs> we pray for long trips, but we should pray for every trip. Amen. Right? My wife hit a crate on the way to church tonight with the car, but thankfully nothing was damaged, but safety is of the Lord. Amen. You know, and... Uh, you know, it's amazing, I, I drove in the other car, it wasn't there, then poof, it appeared in the night. But you know, but we can be safe, amen? No accidents happen. We trust so much in ourselves, though. You know, we trust so much in ourselves, you know what, I can keep myself safe. I can keep my family safe. I can keep my spouse safe. You know, I can keep them safe from temptation. I can keep them safe from all spiritual ills. Can I tell you something? The devil's a whole lot faster and smarter than you are. You can't protect yourself. You can do what you can to protect your family. But you know what? Safety is of the Lord. Physical safety. You know what? Can I just tell you something here tonight? I understand I'm all for the Second Amendment and I'm all for guns and things like that. But I think God's people put a little too much faith in that. Just being honest with you. There's, as for some people, it's kind of their second religion. You know, i got to carry it everywhere. I understand there's a time and a place for that. I understand we would carry them here in church because those type of things happen. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you know, even though how much, you know, I love Brother Scott. I know he was a good shot. I love Brother Connor and Brother Coe and different ones are good shots, especially Brother Coe. You know, don't mess with that man. Uh, especially he told me what he has to qualify for to work at the gate. You don't. If anybody walks in here, up here, and he's up there, I'm ducking over here, okay? <laughs> because, but at the same time, you know, I I'm, I trust them, but the safety is not of them. Safety is of the Lord. Amen. A spiritual safety, the temptations that go through our minds and our heart, the devil who tries to get us to doubt. Guess what? The safety of our mind and of our mental faculties is of the Lord. Trust him for it. Ask him for it. We trust so much in ourselves. We need to put our trust in the Lord. Lean on Him. By the way, we don't lean on Him when our strength is out. We lean on Him to begin with. Amen. You know, we look, we have we view the Christian life like this. Well, you know what? Once I'm all used up, then I ask God to help. When I can't take anymore, then I then I uh, uh, the then I'm gonna No, how about we just trust the Lord because we go through so much unnecessary agony? We go through so much unnecessary trial and we are here and we well we feel we have to martyr ourselves first then ask God for help no David went to God first you know we didn't see him go out to Goliath try not to spoil my message for next week but anyway but you know goes out to Goliath and he says well you know what I'm gonna God I'll hit him with one stone then you help the second one okay I'm gonna try my best but if it doesn't work then I need your help is that what he did No, he understood if he did that, he'd dead meat. That he wasn't going to make it. But because he trusted in who first? The Lord, right? Safeties of the Lord. The Lord is thy keeper. And that should give us great peace. You know, if, by the way, there's something wrong in your heart, if you hear that and nothing happens. The Lord is thy keeper, okay? Do you understand what that means? The Lord is thy keeper keeper he's going to protect you he's going to keep you he's going to keep your heart but only if you've entrusted your heart to him first in salvation second in a life that is consecrated to him do you trust God with your life if you don't you don't have this promise if you have not trusted God with all of your life and you have dedicated your life to him and you're walking with him on a daily basis by the way if you're not walking with him you can throw this whole psalm out because if you're not walking with him then you're not trusting him then Walking with God daily is trusting him, trusting his promise, trusting his instruction, trusting his commandments, trusting his statutes, and trusting the Holy Spirit. If you're not doing any of that, this psalm doesn't apply to you. And that's a sad thing. I think we miss out on a lot of things. We should, we, God wants to give us because we just simply don't take time to slow down and trust and walk with God. We see here in the midst of the storm, he shields us. Psalm 30 says, he is my hiding place. The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. There's never going to be a time when we are not protected, when the hedge is not there, when we are exposed. God is there. That's how David was able. He was in so many dangerous situations. He was in so many, many times his life was in peril, and there are times you see in the Psalms, like, I'm sick of it. Is it my lot in life just to be chased here and there and to be in perils here and perils there and just to be sought by Saul and hated by everybody? Is that my lot in life? But then he said, but then I remembered the Lord. He's the one that's preserved me. He's the one that's brought me here. He knows why I'm here. He knows what I'm doing. He knows I'm trying to do the right thing. He'll preserve me. He'll keep me. Amen? Don't worry. If life seems to be against you, it's temporary. And by the way, if life seems to be against you, it might be that you're doing something right. Amen. Life's not easy for those that do right. There's going to be trials ahead. And that brings us to verses 7 and 8. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. By the way, which is the most important thing? Salvation. Verse 8. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. So that brings number one, looking up. We need to look, number two, we need to learn to keep walking. Third thing we need to learn is... Keeping safe isn't up to us, it's up to the Lord. And number four, preservation. What does it say here? Shall preserve thee from all evil. Well, what about this one? But what about this? And what about that? You can list anything you want, all evil. We are preserved. You know what? The preservation of what? Our soul. Guess what? If you're saved tonight, the devil can't get you. Ever. Amen. Amen. Then don't let them play with your mind. Don't let them play with your emotions. Don't let don't give in to doubt. You are forever sealed with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You are forever sealed with an eternal seal by the blood of Jesus Christ, an eternal covenant, and the devil can't get you. Now, why do we let him? Amen? You know what I'm talking about? You give in to worry and anxiety and doubt and all of these things. The Lord's going to preserve us. Am I really saved? Yes. Did you trust him? Yes, you're really saved. It's forever. From all evil, he will preserve thy soul. Amen. Salvation is the preservation of the soul. Doesn't matter what happens to our body down here. Our soul is preserved. It's, oh, and some people take these verses, and it's very unfortunate that they do this. They really destroy the teaching here. They uh, say, well, that means I'll preserve them all evil. That means I'll never get sick. That means I'll never do this. And they ruin the promise here. It doesn't say that. It's uh, the preservation of what? The soul. That's far more important than our body. You know, we mourn for joy. And her soul is preserved. Her body wasn't. But that's okay, because she's now with her Savior in a place that we long to go one day, and we'll see her again. But her soul was preserved. She's in perfect peace, ready to meet her Savior. Amen? That's of God. That isn't manufactured, because there are other people that fear to die. They fear what comes next. But those who are in faith in Christ, they do not fear that. My mother didn't fear it. And those that I've known that have passed on, they didn't fear it. They knew they were going to be with their Savior whom they loved so much. It doesn't matter what happens to our body down here. Our soul is preserved. Not just temporarily, by the way, but what does it say here? The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forever more. Forever. Forever. Preserved forever to be with him. So tonight, as we remember these journeys of these pilgrims that would come for Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles, they would journey to Jerusalem. They would sing this song and many others. I encourage you to read them. They're short, but they're powerful. Because whenever we're feeling discouraged, I encourage you to read some of these because the journey of life is long. The journey of life is times dark. The journey of life... Has things happened that we never thought would happen? But God is able. The Lord is with you. Look up. Don't keep wallowing in it. Look up. And we're afraid sometimes to look up because, well, I just need to pay attention to this right here. Can you do anything to change it? No, then look up. You looking at it isn't going to change anything. You focusing on it isn't going to change anything. But looking up to the Lord will change something. Look to the one who can do something about it. Look to the one who will preserve you. Look to the one who will keep you. Look to the one who will give you strength to keep walking. Look to the one who will keep you safe. Look to the one who will preserve thee. Look to him and trust him. Not at the end of your resources, but at the first. That's our trouble. We need to learn to lean, but it's humbling to lean, isn't it? Oh, it's humbling. I want to be able to figure this out myself. You can't just give up. Lean. Lean. Learn to lean tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you be with us as we come to our invitation time tonight. Forgive us, Lord, that we don't lean as we ought to. We forget. We think we can handle it. But Lord, I pray that we would just learn to lean on you. You want to keep us safe. We know you've preserved our soul. But you want to give us peace. You want to give us strength. You want to steady our feet so we can keep walking and we not get off the path. Help us, Lord, tonight. If there's a burden on our heart, Lord, I pray that we'd come forward tonight and just lay it at the altar this evening and let you take care of it, that we will look up tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.